Now, it's time for Spotlight on Business, where every week we put the spotlight on a different local business so you can find out how they serve you and the community. Now, from Michiana's Morning News, it's Laura Smith. Great to be with you. And how would you know that it's one of my favorite all-time topics to talk about the magic, the mystery, the divinity of a good cup of coffee. That would be by the Refinery Coffee Company. My wonderful guest, Regina Troyer, is here, per usual, once a month. Hello. Thank you. I just love it when you come in. First of all, you just smell so good, and you bring all those wonderful aromatic things for me to smell and try. (laughs) That's one reason. The other reason is, it's just you have such a wonderful way of teaching us about Mm -hmm. coffee and telling us things that I think most people wouldn't know about. Obviously you're, you're someone who's been air roasting your own coffee now for how many years? 18? 18. That's a lot. I know. You don't even look 18. Oh my goodness. I wish. (laughs) But that's a really, that's a, that's a a long time doing something um, exclusively Mm. because I think you're one of the only ones in the area that does air roasting, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes. On premises and you're not shipping it in from somewhere else. You're like, you get these green beans, not green beans, but beans that are green. Yes. Coffee beans. (laughs) And then you, you roast them yourself. And because you are so good at what you do, I think it makes all the difference in the world. And I think Mm -hmm. the, those of us who are not big, um, you know, the S brand. Yes. We're not going to, we're not going to say the word. (laughs) We're not going to say the word. Um, You know, for those people know. I, I always wondered why it was so strong or bitter to the taste. Mm-hmm. And, and you taught me that it has to do with how they roast the coffee, correct? Yes, but it also has to do with shelf life. So they have at least, normally it's nine months to a year shelf life after they roast their coffee. And they don't really tell you when they roast it. There's never a roast date on their bags. It's just an expiration. So it could sit in a warehouse for six months before it actually gets to the shelf at the store or at the cafe that you're buying it from. So that's something that's very important. And a lot of people don't realize that. So we have a 30-day shelf life at our shop. And we date our bags so that you know when it was roasted. And I think that's very important. Well, it obviously mm-hmm. is because your coffee is like no other I've tasted. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. It's really true. I actually went after you to come and do the show because mm-hmm. I loved your coffee so much. And I was so Thank impressed you. with it. It just, just it, it tastes unbelievably fresh and delicious and robust and not bitter. It has this wonderful, like you taste the the depth of the of the, the coffee bean, but you don't taste that mm-hmm. where it gets to the point where it's kind of like you, you have the taste left in your mouth for the rest yeah, of the afternoon. Like charcoal or. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You do it differently. So the, mm-hmm. is that, does that have to do with your air roaster versus a, what other, what other kind of roaster is there? Um, the other kind that most people use is a drum roaster. And it's just a little different science between those two. One is like a convection air, which is what I use. The drum, it's all enclosed. So as coffee roasts, it gets up to some pretty high temperatures. And as it goes through its cracking phase, the chaff is released from it. And there's definitely some smokiness going on. So if if it's not open so it can get aired out, it tends to kind of coat the beans. Mm -hmm. And also a drum inside where the coffee is being rotated gets very, very oily. And it's very hard to clean that. So most roasters, eh, it's kind of left for for a long time. And it makes your coffee oily? Yeah. So it can coat the beans a little bit more. And then you're just going to get more of that bitter aftertaste to it. So 
And that's why yours does not. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You see, these are things that you wouldn't know unless you were a, a coffee <laughs> roaster. And I love because um, you you started doing this show um, like a half a year ago. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think in the beginning you were kind of giving us some, you know, the basics of coffee yeah. uh, roasting and, and mm-hmm. coffee 101 and things that, that we probably should know, but we don't know because we, we're not in the business of it. And um, But I think for those of that didn't, you know, hear maybe that very first show that you did mm-hmm. with us. Why don't we go over just some of the basics sure. of coffee and, and why Refinery Coffee Company is so unique and so different? <laughs> well, I get people in the shop at my little retail store every week that always need guidance on the proper brewing. So the grind size is very important. And I feel like most people don't understand that different brewers require a different grind. So let's talk first of all about having a proper grinder. If you decide to invest in a grinder, I recommend a burr grinder versus a blade. A blade chops your coffee and a burr crushes it. And a burr is very concise. So most burr, people... are you saying, is that like B-U-R-R? Yes, B-U-R-R. They tend to run about $100. Some of them are even more like $150, $170. But I'm telling you, it is something that you're going to use every day for most people. So it's worth getting a good grinder. We also recommend using really good filtered water. This, this is something that people always try to get around and say, oh, I'm just going to use my tap water. It will make a huge difference in your cup if you use really good filtered or spring water. Plus, it also extends the life of your brewer. So why not use something that is better for your coffee brewer as well? And the taste is much better. And one thing I want to just highlight, too, is some coffee brewers on the market, the cheaper ones, do not bring your coffee They don't brew it at the right temp. So you want it brewing at about 195 to 200 degrees, which is right at below boiling. And I'm going to highlight one of my favorite brewers, what I use personally at home, but I use the Technivorm and it is made by the Dutch and they know how to make um, brewers. It's all copper, the inside of it, and it keeps the water at the exact temp and it makes a phenomenal cup of coffee. So... These are things that I will be selling in my store as we expand. But Technivorm is one of my favorite um, brewers. The Dutch just know how to make it, you know. That's so interesting. Yeah. And then the other brand that's actually pretty decent, these run about 150 bucks. is the Bonavita brand. And these do a pretty fabulous job as well. So it's worth researching your brewer. If you have a brewer, you can always test the water temp as it's being brewed or test your coffee and see how hot it is. But it should be... Pretty hot. And then also, I would recommend using the 2 to 10 ratio on measuring the proper amount of grinds. So it's two tablespoons for 10 ounces of water. Some people... I'm trying to do this in my head because I'm trying to figure out what I do. I am so willy-nilly with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and every brewer has different size cups. So when you first get your brewer, measure it out meticulously with a measured water pitcher. So what I do at home is I brew about 32 ounces in the morning. So I'm using just over six tablespoons and I have a two tablespoon measure. So that's important. Most people just are guessing. So they might not be using enough coffee or they might be using too much Mm. if you're getting it tasting bitter or not strong enough. And then also talk about grind size. Um, Obviously, if you have a French press, you're going to grind it coarse. Makes a huge difference. Right. If you're using a standard brewer, a drip brewer, you're going to just use a medium grind. A cone brewer would be a little bit finer than the medium setting. 
And then also a mocha pot. We have several people that use the mocha pots, and that's a stovetop little tiny espresso maker. Oh. They're very popular in Italy and Europe. Yes. And that would, the, Oh, they're like two, they're two tiers, yeah. right? Yeah, they're two tiers. You put your grounds in the, the bottom, your water, your hot water goes in the bottom, then you, yeah, turn it on. And that makes a phenomenal little cup of coffee. If you ever want a stovetop espresso, that's actually a fine setting. So lots of different things. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I have a, a very inexpensive coffee maker mm-hmm. and... I wonder if I'm doing a disservice to myself. <laughs> I mean, it's your coffee, so it mm-hmm. still tastes absolutely phenomenal. But I'm basically doing everything wrong, according to what you're saying. I'm not measuring it properly. I'm not grinding it in any specific way that I know is right for the the pot that I'm using. I don't know. I'm, I really need to do better than that. I do have one of your French presses, which is beautiful. But because I get up so early in the mm-hmm. morning um, and I'm so just like literally running out the door, I, I, I tend to brew it like on a Sunday and brew enough coffee and keep it in a glass decanter for the week. Mm-hmm. And then I heat it up in the microwave. Oh, my gosh. Is that awful? T- is that also <laughs> terrible? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to stop doing the show with train me. train you. Oh, please <laughs> train me. No, honestly, I guess that's the true test of, of coffee. If you can drink it when it's cool or lukewarm after you brewed it, that is truly telling you it's a good coffee. Well, I heat it up <laughs> and like three different times because then I put the cream in. The cream cools it off and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not hot enough. And then I put it back in the micro. Actually, you know what? It would probably take less time for me to do the French press all the right yes. way, the way you teach me to do it, than me messing and fussing with the <laughs> microwave. Hey, does microwaving coffee do anything to the flavor or the... You that know, that's not something I've ever researched. I... I think it's okay. I don't think it's as good. The taste on that is not as good, obviously, as when you first brew it. One other thing I wanted to say is some people have a habit of letting their coffee sit on that burner. And you want to get it off of that burner in 20 minutes, within 20 minutes. So that put it in a thermal carafe or something like that, because it will definitely just make it really strong. Yes. And, there is nothing worse yeah. than a pot of coffee that, like like at an office or at oh my a, an event that, <laughs> that has been sitting on the burner all day. It is literally stomach churning. Yes, um, it so, is. But, but there's also nothing like a good fresh cup of coffee. Yes. Refinery Coffee Company with the myriad. We have more to go on this, but I just want you to, to remind everybody how many different flavors you have and different countries you represent with your beans. Well, right now we have a approximately 15 single origin that we are doing the different origins and then we have about 35 flavored coffees that we are stocking and we are bringing out a brand new one for July and I'm excited it is actually our peanut butter cream which sounds very crazy peanut butter and coffee but there's a lot of peanut butter lovers out there that are going to really enjoy it. And then we're also going to do a peanut butter bar, which is a dark chocolate with peanut butter. Oh my goodness. So it's, and this one is very good iced. You can, you can drink this black though, and you taste the peanut butter. And when we brew it at our shop, I mean, the whole room smells like peanut butter. So it's it's a very good flavor. We've been working on it for about a month. So What people may not know about you, Regina Troyer, in addition to roasting, you are, and, and I mean this um, truly, you're a master at coming up with the flavors, A, and you work with the, basically the best coffee flavoring mm-hmm. company in the world. And 
you know, that is very hard to find because sometimes you get these, you can smell the coffees at the supermarkets yep. and stuff and they just, there's something kind of not, it, it tastes a little bit fake, yes. fakey. I don't yes. know how to say it or whatever. Totally get it. It's artificial or it has a, a very wonky aftertaste. And I will tell you, um, my flavoring company, they literally will go into their lab and I will tell them the exact notes that I want and then they will create it. So they, um, I originally was looking at doing a peanut butter pie because we're huge. Peanut butter pie is huge in our area. Yes. Because of our Amish background and all that. And we have so many people that come and they love those desserts, but I could not get it to taste the right way. So I ended up just going back to the basics of the peanut butter by itself was so fabulous. I just decided why mess with it? You know, peanut butter is really good. And I think that a lot of people are going to enjoy this. We are going to be highlighting it at the fair this year. We will be exhibiting there July 21st to the 29th. We'll do our annual huge $2 off a pound sale. And so mark your calendar for that because our store will be closed during that time too. Oh, okay. Yes, I know. You do such a big thing at the fair. I love going out there. I love going to your store, but the fair is just something. There's something so traditional about it. And, And you guys have... You have your your wonderful staff out there mm-hmm. that is selling, and you've got hundreds and hundreds of bags of coffee that yeah. you have literally just flavored and put together. And I'm telling you, you have the busiest booth at the fair. <laughs> this year, we're expanding it too. We're going, we're going, adding another space, so we will have 30 feet of frontage, which I'm excited. We will be selling cold brew by the cup too, which is nice for people if you're out there and you're hot and you're tired. Mm-hmm. It is awesome for an afternoon pick-me-up. So Absolutely the yeah. best there is. And even for people who go, you know, a lot of guys will be like, no, I don't drink flavored <laughs> coffee. Well, let me tell you something. I see a lot of men in there buying your flavored coffee. Let me tell you, there are, well, 80% of flavored coffee drinkers are women statistically, but we do have a lot of men that will actually come over to the dark side and drink flavored coffee. I had one gentleman that started drinking Michigan cherry at the fair. He had never had our cherry coffee and he just raved about it. He couldn't believe how good it was. And yeah, his wife was shocked because he ended up buying it and he loved it. Yeah. And once you, once you try one, you think it's your favorite, but then all you have to do is try another one and you're (laughs) like, darn it. Now this is my new favorite. That's the way it is at the refinery coffee company, 1525 West Wilden Avenue, right across the tracks from Martin's uh, supermarket. So you can see it there. And Regina has a wonderful little retail space. You go in and and the the beautiful aroma is just wafting out the door there. And there is also a line out the door. But everyone loves to talk to Regina. She is just a, a, a breath of fresh air and sunshine all wrapped up into one with that beautiful coffee. And she'll even give you samples of different types while you're there. So maybe you end up going home with more and different than what you thought when you went there. So you can also order online if you can't make it out to the fair or to her store and that would be the refinerycafe.com when we come back more with the wonderful regina troyer and refinery coffee company don't go away